Welcome to K-Drama School. I'm your host, Grace Jung, and class is now in session. which is a KBS drama that came out in 2022. It stars Kang Hanu and Ha Ji-won. Kang Hanu, as some of you may know, is an actor I really quite adore. I think he's immensely talented and super versatile. And the role that he's taking on in this show reminds me very much of the kind of role he played in When the Camellia Blooms. As some of you have may seen, in When the Camellia Blooms, he is playing somewhat of a bumpkin-like, naive, but very passionate cop slash bachelor and young man who's in love with Dongbaek. And on this show, he is kind of taking on a similar style because he has an accent. This time he's playing a North Korean defector, I suppose, but he is not a North Korean. He is meta-acting as an actor who plays a North Korean. So he's pretending to be North Korean in a role to appease a family. Yeah, so he gets hired by some guy to play a North Korean to trick a family. And it's not It's not so that he can swindle them out of money. It's so that he can appease them or make them feel good about where, what kind of person that he's turned out to be because the actual person, the actual guy that he's supposed to be playing is a nightmare in real life. This is an interesting show that's playing with a significant sized ensemble cast. It starts out with Kumsun getting separated from her husband and infant son. This K-drama is what I would call a classic melodrama. It is absolutely a melodrama in that the mise-en-scene, the music, everything about it is indicating to you that this is a sad show. It's a sad plot. They do a lot of work trying to squeeze tears out of your eyes, okay? There's a lot of efforting in that regard. But it's also a classic melodrama in the elements that it plays with, okay? So it has war trauma history. All right, check that off the box. A lot of K-dramas, especially old school ones, will deal with some war trauma history or some modern Korean history to some degree. And then there's the family secrets element, right? And then there's the guilt. And then there's the lies. And then there's the potential incest. That potential incest bit with the romance, I mean, that is very classically K-drama melodramatic, okay? So in this case, Heon, she develops quite the bond with her fake North Korean cousin, who is actually Jaehyun. And she doesn't know that he's fake. I mean, she thinks, she believes that this is her cousin. But Jaehyun, who is playing uh, Ri Moon-sung, is finding himself attracted to this woman who is supposed to be his cousin. 
And it's also a bit obvious that the uh, lady cousin is kind of into him too, but she can't pursue it. I mean, there's this blockage. It's like, hello, he's blood. You can't, you can't do that, <laughs> right? So the setup of this show has pretty high stakes. You have the dying grandmother. She's a hotelier. She wants to meet her long lost North Korean grandson that she's plagued by guilt for and her assistant finds this dude this random dude to go and play the grandson because her actual grandson the one that's related to her by blood is this thieving bastard i mean he's a he's a true scumbag with a whole host of criminal activities in his record so it's a scam right and it's like oh like what's going to happen when this old lady finds out that her grandson is a fake is it going to break her heart? What's going to happen? And also, what's going to happen with this cousin incest love thing? What's going to happen with that? We want to know. And honestly, even though the drama didn't draw me in that much, I was committed to it because of that. I was watching it to see how is this incest thing going to play out? Like, truly, I mean, that, that there's the juice, all right? There is the rub. I want to know... All right, I want to know how this is going to resolve itself. Like, what's going to happen? And also, meanwhile, the real Lee Moon-sung is also on his way to South Korea, while the fake one is like, you know, doing a little song and dance for the family, pretending to be somebody that he's not. So interesting. Risque romance will always get a viewer's attention. All right, this is, this is just K-drama formula that they figured out, like way back when, like in the 60s, literally in the 60s, Korean television figured out that when there's risque romance, risque something between two people, people are going to tune in because they're like, how are they going to, how are they going to figure out this predicament? Huh? How are they going to get to the bottom of this conundrum? Okay. People get invested, man. If it's weird and wonky and curious, people get invested. I really did, however, enjoy Hajiwon who was playing a much stronger role than what she has typically played in melodramas in the past, you know? Like, if you've seen, like, what happened in Bali or even Chocolate, you know? She's always, like, this weepy, whingy, whiny little bitch who seems to lack complete and utter agency. And on top of that, she's also flat broke. But in this show, she's, like, wealthy, you know, she's she's got moxie, she has a voice, she has a goal, and I was just like, okay, Hajiwon, thank you. Thank you for for changing it up. Thank you for playing a role that is gonna be a good role model for women everywhere. I appreciate you, Hajiwon. It took you like 40 some odd years to get here, but you made it. You made it, baby. Thank you. I appreciate you. 